It's no secret, I love YouTube. And apparently everybody wants to be a YouTuber nowadays. It's the ultimate do what you love for a living job. And I'm not gonna lie, it is amazing. And I believe everyone should have a YouTube channel, even if it's not your job. Just to share what you love with others, that is really the best part about YouTube. Check out this thing I made, or this skill I learned, or this story that I can tell. You can do anything on YouTube. And before YouTube became my pseudo job, that's what I did. I made videos simply for the fun of it. Of course, you have to start somewhere, and I think for a lot of YouTubers, it does start as a hobby for fun. So on this episode, I'd love to give you some inspiration and tell you about how I started my first YouTube channel. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks podcast, episode number eight. I'm your host, Roy. I'm sure you know that by now. But if you're new here, welcome. And if you're a super fan returning, welcome back. So my first YouTube channel, no, it wasn't Royish Good Looks. There were really a couple of YouTube channels I had before then, but we're going to talk about one to one and a half specifically today. We have to go through a little backstory first. Technically, my first YouTube channel was one that I shared with my band, with my brother Russ and our buddy Dave. But that's not the one I actually want to talk about today. But I can't really skip over this because it's kind of where I got my start on YouTube. Our band didn't make a lot of YouTube videos. We weren't YouTubers. We were just a band that would post video diaries of us in the studio or video blogs. I think we literally called them video blogs. I'm not sure vlog or vlogging was even really a popular term at the time. We're talking like 2007-ish. So way back. At the time, YouTube was really just a way to share videos with your friends and your family. You could search and find stuff, but it wasn't quite as much as the phenomenon that it is now. But I loved it. I've mentioned it before. I grew up in the heyday of file sharing songs and MP3s on Napster and Kazaa. And now you could share video and share it really easily. It was incredible. We also had dial-up internet at home. I know I'm really dating myself on this podcast a lot, but that's just life. We're all getting older here. I would literally have to queue up a video, pause it, and let it load for a few minutes before I could even start to play it. So any of you youngsters listening, can you imagine that? You click on your video and you gotta wait for it to buffer before you can watch it. It sounds really silly, but there was really something special about being able to play videos online. If you didn't grow up in this era, I'm sure it's a little hard to imagine, but that was totally brand new to be able to watch other people's home videos on your computer. And of course, with my band, we were sort of starting to make our own home videos and share them too. So once I moved on campus at college, I had high-speed internet for the first time, and I could now enjoy YouTube in all its 480p glory. Seriously, that was the highest quality back then. This is late 2008, 
2009 or so. And at that time, the channel Shmoyoho started to take over YouTube with their Auto-Tune the News series. I'm sure you've heard of them. They do the hide your kids, hide your wife song and many more, of course. And those videos were something else. They weren't just songs. They were remixes of people speaking normally turned into songs. And they were hilarious and super catchy. And they were very topical with whatever crazy headlines were in the news that week. They were literally auto-tuning the news. They created something totally unique. Who had ever seen or heard that before? I was instantly hooked. And as my best friend and roommate at the time, Joey, recently reminded me on the Krypton to Alderaan podcast, I would replay these videos over and over. And I was always dying for them to release a new one. And when they did, I would play that one over and over and over. And Shmoyoho wasn't the only fascinating channel blowing up either. Around that same time, there was the epic rap battles of history and Nice Peter, Mystery Guitar Man, Daystorm, Dave Days. I mean, there were a lot of cool things happening on YouTube. I was starting to see all these creators creating and having fun. And it was really inspiring as someone who was going to school, studying music and recording, basically content creation. I was already recording myself in my band. And like I said, we dabbled in YouTube, but we weren't doing anything quite like those channels. But there was definitely something else brewing in my mind after seeing all those channels start popping up and following more and more of them. I always thought like, I could do that. I remember there was one video by Dave Days where he made a song using a loaf of bread as the kick drum sound, where he just slammed it against the wall or something silly like that and built a song around it. And I love that kind of stuff. Now, this is going to sound really corny, but at the time, I was really into air drumming. And if the song is good enough, you know, who isn't into air drumming? But I was trying to get better at programming MIDI for drums and writing drum parts. So I did a lot of air drumming to sort of practice what other drummers were doing in their songs. And believe it or not, I almost made a YouTube channel where all I did was air drum. And somewhere, I even have a video I filmed for it. I never released it, though. And... I probably would have wound up like that Star Wars kid video. I would have gone viral for all of the wrong reasons. So maybe not the best idea for a YouTube channel, but I thought it would be unique and it probably would have been. I really liked doing it and I was pretty good at it. I don't think anybody else was doing that. Of course, leave me a comment down below if you know someone that does that on their YouTube channel. Feel free to steal that idea. So luckily, air drumming wasn't my first YouTube channel. I was just doing a lot of watching YouTube. I literally followed like dozens of channels religiously. And I hadn't actually posted anything myself other than my band stuff, obviously. I'm not sure exactly what inspired it, but 
one day I decided I would try to make an auto-tune remix of my own. Like I said, I was studying recording at the time and was trying to learn how to make punk rock recordings for my band. Guitars, bass, drums, and vocals, maybe tambourine. But I'm not a DJ or anything like that. So the idea of remixing wasn't exactly something I knew how to do. I definitely knew how to chop up and edit audio and mix it a little bit. And I did know how to auto-tune regular singing vocals, but not normal speech or talking. So my roommate, Joey, he was always filming stuff in college, just whatever was happening in our dorm room with everyone hanging out, goofing around. So I picked a random video of him and just gave the whole remixing thing a shot. Now, a lot of you might know my Mr. Meeseeks remix. This is many, many years before then. This is around 2010. And it really wasn't a smash hit single, but I had made my first remix. I posted it to Facebook just to share with our friends. Here's this goofy video that I auto-tuned of one of our roommates. Check it out. And I also put it on YouTube, but I don't think it really found many views. I just put it up to see what would happen, and it was just fun for what it was. I wasn't quite as obsessed with going viral as I am now. You know, the views didn't matter. And that YouTube video is set to private now, so sorry, folks. You'll just have to imagine how silly the video was. I talked about breaking the ice a few episodes back, the how to follow up a million views episode. I had spent so many years watching Shmoyoho remix stuff and all these creators making amazing things. And now this was my first solo venture into that. And I was basically copying Shmoyoho's thing, but that's how you start. You're inspired by something and you go and you make your own thing. I'm certainly not the first person to start a podcast, but I've seen so many people do it that, hey, it's my turn to give this a shot. So, okay, that's great, Roy, but I thought this episode was about your first YouTube channel, and all you've done is say how you had this other channel with your band, and you have this one private YouTube video, and you love YouTube so much. I know this episode is a slow burn so far, but stick with me because this is when I finally decided to start my first official YouTube channel. I was obsessed with Steve Jobs and the Apple keynote speeches whenever they were launching new products and demoing new laptops or Mac OS, stuff like that. The keynotes were always kind of fun and spunky, even though they were just like, here's all the new products we're launching. But it had this sort of spectacle and Christmas Eve sort of excitement behind them. Steve Jobs was a great showman. He has all these great one-liners and would occasionally go on tantrums when the product demos didn't go as planned. So again, this is 2010, and Apple was demoing the iPhone 4. It was the first iPhone with a front-facing camera. And Steve Jobs was trying to make a FaceTime call, and it wasn't working. So in typical Steve Jobs fashion, he got annoyed and sort of yelled at the audience. 
It was like this nerd rage moment or something. It was totally understandable, but also really cringy and also hilarious. So I said, this is perfect. I can schmoyoify this moment, or at least try to remix it as best I could. Schmoyoho wasn't just making songs about the news at the time. They were also doing the Double Rainbow song or the Bed Intruder song or the I love cats. I love every kind of cat. They were just making videos, remixing other viral videos. It was really a brilliant idea. Whenever one video was trending, they would make a song out of it. So I figured if I remix this Apple Keynote fail, which maybe wasn't the most viral thing ever, but there were definitely a lot of Apple fanboys out there. I was one of them. And I thought if I could at least get MacRumors.com to post about it, that that would be a win. So I made the iPhone 4 keynote song and posted it to what I'm going to call my first official YouTube channel, iTunes Steve Jobs. And it came out okay. Again, it was only my second attempt at auto-tune remixing. And of course, it did not go viral. I wanted it to just blow up overnight so badly, but it didn't. And in retrospect, I probably should have called it the epic iPhone fail song or Steve Jobs tantrum song or something more catchy like that. I said, oh, well, I tried and on with my normal college life playing Force Unleashed or Call of Duty or watching more YouTube and not studying. So some time passed and I'm not sure how long, at least a few weeks, maybe a month or more. And I checked the video again. It was up to 5,000 views. And you've heard me say I was stoked to hit 1 million views on this show before. But these 5,000 views, that was the most I'd ever seen up to that point, even with my band's channel. So my first thought was, well, I got to make more. People liked it, or at least they found it. So they might like another one too. So I needed another viral moment to remix. But Apple keynotes are only like one or two times a year. So I went back and picked the keynote where they introduced the first iPhone. It was kind of another epic announcement. Not really funny, but a memorable keynote for sure. Again, I was in Apple fanboy mode. I was always reading the tech blogs and rumor websites. Nerds rule the world. So hopefully I would be able to connect with those kind of people. And I made, again, not the most clever title, the original iPhone song. A widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet device. Breakthrough internet device. These are not three separate devices. This is one device. And we are calling it iPhone, 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 iPhone. I remember making this video vividly. 
I was going line by line through the keynote speech and trying to make each sentence a melody and pair it with chords. And this isn't really the best way to make a remix, but I was learning. One of the Gregory brothers explained how they make remixes for Shmoyoho. I forget who said it, but they mentioned that we often speak words a lot more quickly than you would ever want to sing them. So you kind of have to pick and choose what parts from a speech you would actually want to turn into a song. You don't really want to take full-on sentences. But like I said, I was still brand new to it, just figuring it out. And I'll probably do a whole episode talking more about how I make remix vocals in this auto-tune style at some point. I do have a YouTube video that goes over it briefly on the main Royish Good Looks channel. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called How to Remix Vocals, How I Made the Mr. Me Seeks Remix. Another great title, I know. So check that out if you want to know more about how I do it now. Some parts of this original iPhone song came out cool, and some parts were lackluster. I don't remember the stats exactly, but the video performed better than the first one. People were watching it and sharing it. I just did a quick Google search of the title and I found a Reddit thread that I just have to share. This is so funny to read now with some more perspective, but this probably would have crushed me back then. Someone shared the original iPhone song. It has four upvotes and someone wrote, ye gods, that was horrid with a reply saying, yeah, it was. And another follow-up saying, sorry to disagree but I thought it was all right. That is amazing. I didn't know it made it to Reddit. Man, I'm actually pretty mind-blown right now. Thank you, whoever that was, defending my silly song. And it was all right. I think that's a very fair assessment of that remix. So we're two videos in on iTunes, Steve Jobs. Both of those videos did very well for first tries. Not viral, but people watched commented and clearly shared it. It wasn't like shouting into a void. It really helps to get some kind of feedback. And since most people seem to like it, I had enough confidence to keep going. I've said it before, obviously you should make things that you want to make regardless of others and not to worry about views or chasing trends. I know I'm sort of contradicting myself a little, with the views and the comments. They were just the pat on the back I needed to be brave enough to keep going. Like I said, that confidence. I was going to make stuff regardless, but to me, that reassurance meant that I should continue on that one particular project. Like, maybe I would have started a totally different channel if that first video stayed at five views. I would have just moved on to a new idea. I certainly wouldn't have given up totally. So I hope that makes sense, especially if you are finding yourself in a rut where no one is watching or liking or commenting. If that's the case, then just switch up what you're doing and try something new. And you don't have to start a totally new channel. Just keep going and keep refining whatever it is you do. So for my next trick, I made the iPad 2 song 10 years ago in 2011. It's called the iPad 2. All new design for you. Better than we're 
was by far my most Shmoyoho-esque song yet. I actually sang along with the song for the first time. I even paired the video with this really crude edit of Steve Jobs singing and playing guitar, playing piano, and even drums. Somehow I animated all that in Final Cut Express. It was really silly, but that's what Shmoyoho was doing. They had pretty terrible green screening and corny special effects, but I think that was part of the charm as well. So I went all out on this one, or at least as much as I could, and it went viral. It hit over 100,000 views, which was insane. There were lots of tech blogs and websites sharing it because it was topical, right? The iPad 2 had just been released, and I have the iPad 2 song. and. This is really the key with YouTube. It really helps to be right on top of the trending news that day, especially if you want to get a lot of views in a short period of time. There are, of course, a lot of different ways to grow on YouTube, but if you want to go viral, then you should probably just react to whatever's happening that day. And I just did another Google search, and this is killing me. MacDailyNews.com shared the video. The top comment says, I think this would have been better if Shmoyoho slash the Gregory Brothers did it, which they totally could have, and they certainly would have done it better than me at the time. There really weren't a lot of people doing auto-tune remixes. There was Shmoyoho and Melody Sheep and The Parody Factory. I'm sure there were some other channels doing it, but those were the biggest ones that I remember. And all those people were definitely way better than me. I was still learning how to do it. And there are quite a few negative comments on this Mac Daily News article. But hey, look, there's also one saying, I don't care what you guys think. I love it. And another one saying, I loved it. You people have no sense of humor. I thought it was really well done. Although I agree, it went on a touch too long. I appreciate people who obviously have more time on their hands than I do that will spend the time and effort to produce such things to brighten up our often otherwise dull days. Listeners, this is, this is really a moment I'm having here. This is one of the reasons I'm doing this show, to try and crack the nut on creativity and sharing your art, how to break the ice and not fall into these stupid traps with negative comments or the pressure of the whole YouTube system. But look at this. There are so many more people that will love what you make versus the haters. And, you know, you just can't listen to them. I'm kind of blown away that there are people defending these songs. I hadn't seen these articles until today. And like I said, if, if I had read these negative comments when I was first starting out, it probably would have hurt a lot more than it does now. But obviously, there's still so many people that, that did appreciate it. So just like with Hello from the Dark Side hitting 1 million, the iPad 2 song was another really validating moment. 100,000 views on your third video on a YouTube channel in 2011 was a big accomplishment. 
at least for me. And I actually don't even remember any negative comments, at least on the YouTube video itself. I just remember YouTube emailing me every time I got a comment, my phone would buzz. There'd be a new email, a new comment. It was just so exciting. My thing, my silly thing, people were enjoying it. And the fact that it made it to tech blogs and legitimate news outlets, that was also something I felt proud of. So I continued making videos on iTunes, Steve Jobs, on and off until the fall of 2015. And what do you know? That's right before Hello from the Dark Side came out. Unfortunately, I suppose I stopped posting to that channel because the views had sort of died down. The iPad 2 song was the biggest iTunes Steve Jobs song, and it was the only one to crack 100,000 views. I'm really proud of the entire channel, though. It's only 12 videos or 12 songs, but if you watch them all, you'll see the entire evolution of my remixing ability and even my recording and mixing and songwriting ability, too. I wasn't pumping these out every week. It was every couple of months or so. So there's kind of like giant leaps in between each song with how good they sound. Some of my favorite videos from the channel are the MacBook Air song. It's called the MacBook Air. There's something in the air. It's called the MacBook Air. There's something in the air. So fitness. We're talking thin here. Let's let's take a look. It's so thin. It's the world's thinnest notebook. And the song Only Apple which was actually a Tim Cook remix song. And the very last one I posted, which I think is really the perfect capstone to the channel, now that I'm thinking about it, the Have Fun Steve Woz song, the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak. And when you're young, I think the only problem with this channel was it was so pinpoint focused. I tuned Steve Jobs. It clearly had a market, but it was a very, very niche market. And having that YouTube name, I mean, iTunes Steve Jobs. Sadly, Steve Jobs passed away, of course, and there's just so much limited room with that name. I loved the idea of iTunes, like Shmoyoho had auto-tuned the news, which I guess they changed to songify this. I thought iTunes was sort of my songify this. I would tune something, obviously. Although every time you typed iTunes, it would autocorrect to iTunes, so there's also that. And I sort of have this same problem with Royish Good Looks. I'm all Star Wars. I guess I have two Rick and Morty songs, but I'm kind of the Star Wars song guy, right? And that is something that I'd like to branch out from, sort of why I'm doing this podcast here. This is me trying new things and getting my feet wet in a new project. So if I can give you any advice, leave yourself room to grow. You will most certainly have different interests down the line. I love music, but Obviously, I can't auto-tune 
Steve Jobs forever. Maybe I can't write Star Wars songs forever. At least Royish Good Looks is a little bit more of a broad name for a channel. And not just your channel name, but in general. Don't be afraid to reinvent yourself, to try new things. And like Steve Wozniak said, don't think that you have to have the home run. Just remember to have fun. All right. If you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to show your support, sign up for my Patreon page, patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. You'll be directly supporting the show and my music. Plus, you get a lot of cool perks in return for being a patron, like Q&A, Ask Me Anything threads, new songs as they're released, and even bonus tracks every month. This month's bonus track is Galaxy Far, Far Away, the acoustic version. It's actually one of my favorite Star Wars songs, and you can only get it this month when you sign up. And there are also tiers where I will review your art, your YouTube channel, your music, whatever it is you make and give you my feedback. And you can even get your name listed as a producer in the credits of new podcasts and new YouTube videos. I think that's pretty cool. And if you do too, head to patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. No matter what tier you sign up for, you'll be helping support everything I'm doing here. Other than that, simply leaving a like and a comment or a review will really help the show out a lot. Of course, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok at Royish Good Looks and join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. And whenever you're listening to the show, take a minute to share it on those platforms and tag me. I want to make this show as big as possible, but I need your help to do that. And of course, I appreciate it. Either way, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care. Take care.